Hi, Hi friends. friends. Welcome to Snack Time. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brandy. And this is the Donut Underestimate the Power of Friendship episode of the Snack Time Project. For the month of February, our theme is love. We're talking about platonic female friendships, relationship breakups, and self-love. So get cozy, grab a snack, and let's get started. Snack time shanty, we didn't know what snack time was many years ago, but we knew we were showing up for each other in a sacred ritual. Soon may the snack time come to bring us cookies and tea and fun. One hour the podcast runs, we have a lot of hope. We have created a space that's warm and safe, so join us, mates. You may not know what snack time is, but it's gonna be dope. Soon may the snack time come to bring us cookies and tea and fun. One hour the podcast runs, we have a lot of hope. Last week, we introduced you to the Snack Time Project and explained how Snack Time started as a break between classes and became a catalyst for deep and meaningful friendships. Today, we're going to talk about how we prioritize friendships in adulthood and what those relationships look like. So let's begin by taking a moment to appreciate Amanda Gorman. She is the American poet and activist whose work speaks to oppression and marginalization. Um, She read an incredible poem at the Biden-Harris inauguration. And I want to share a portion of that poem that really resonated with us and made me reflect on friendship and community. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. I think that's a really hopeful quote. Through darkness and through hard times and through so many trials, we emerge victorious. I keep coming back to the word we. The way she uses, we tired and we tried, we hoped, we grew. It's just acknowledging the hurt, but also acknowledging the good. Yeah, it did make me think about some of the more difficult and lower points that I've been in. And the pain of that was lessened because of the friends and the community who were in that moment with me, whether they were also experiencing the same hurt or if they were just practicing empathy. Whether we like it or not, I mean, we are tied together very deeply. I think that that last line that will forever be tied together victorious um, relates back to our donut theme. Donut underestimate the power of friendship. I mean, the, the parallels are endless, really, between donuts and friendship. A circle of support. Yes, a warm, gooey glaze of support. I think donuts are a comfort food. I was trying to make a dough joke, but don't have a lot of doughy references. Mm. Friendships can mold and shape you into a nice, well-rounded donut. (laughs) You need the right ingredients to make a successful donut, just like you need the right ingredients to make a successful friendship. (laughs) Donuts come in so many different flavors. Donuts are reliable. They are soft. (laughs) Donuts and superpowers. Donut overestimate the power of friendship. 
Donut underestimate the power of friendship. Welcome to our latest episode. And now the pressure of us to put funny episode titles in is on because I think we have two great ones. <laughs> so especially in these pandemic times that we're living in, it can be very difficult to carve out time to really pour into friendships and relationships outside of your immediate family Um, or honestly just yourself. So in this week's donut-themed episode, we're going to talk about how we maintain those connections and continue to show up for our friends. We're going to be talking about all of these soft, gooey, happy donut things about the the friendships in our life. Um, We're also going to touch on the importance and value of establishing boundaries, having mutual understanding and expectations, and then how we continue to maintain the health of our friendships. I think I have a history of friendships turning into sisterhood. Yeah, I I think the sisterhood of friendship is something that because I have a sister and she is one of the most incredible people and friends that I've ever had, it almost feels like unreachable to have that kind of level and bond. Um, But then it, it happens. I, I agree. I think the sisterhood really speaks to me. My background, I'm adopted from the Philippines, and I grew up as an only child. I never really had those sibling connections, so I really look at my female friendships as sisters. You can lean into the support of your circle of your donut and find comfort and strength. They're my place where I can be vulnerable, my place where I feel safe to be myself and be funny and send endless amounts of TikTok videos and memes and not be scolded. Um, So (laughs) job advice, family advice from those little moments to really needing to like lean on someone in a dark time. I I would be lost without them. Yeah. And the, the way you were describing that made me think about unconditional love and unconditional support. And I think ideally like those are the things that you're going to be getting from your family um I know like in the queer community there's a lot of discussion about chosen family because if you're not getting that kind of unconditional love and support from the people who raised you or are related to you like you can build a chosen family network um, among your, your friends that you, you meet and create along the way. And I, I think about that sometimes if I'm feeling a hole or a gap in my life, like I have a friend who I met who is in her late eighties and she's really shown up for me in a way that's very like comforting and reassuring. Uh, I think source of acceptance. Yes, maybe? it's very much so. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say, I think it's, it's really cool that friendships can span, um, generations. I I agree. One, I like to touch about how you mentioned unconditional love. I think that's what makes female friendships so deep because we're vulnerable and we share our deepest emotions and fears. And two, of being able to choose your own friendship um, and how you define friendship and what friendship looks like is also very powerful. I think we can kind of just give a an ode to friends and some of the times that friendships have really shown up for us and how, how valuable that's been. 
some ways that friends have shown up recently since we are kind of being reflective from the Amanda quote about how we tired and we tried. I think back on 2020, one, finding out I was pregnant and pretty far along pregnant. I found out at 12 weeks. I mean, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic in April and I was scared. I didn't know how I was going to navigate working from home with a toddler, being pregnant, being isolated. And I felt like I really missed my friends' comfort and connection. I'm very appreciative of how my friends showed up in different ways and actually like made my journey of pregnancy um, joyful. Yeah, I, I think your experience is one that is very relatable. Like a lot of women have gone through pregnancies and birth where they felt isolated and it's just a whole different layer of fear and challenge. I'm so grateful for the friends who would check in on me, who would just ask how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. But one really, really amazing experience was a virtual baby shower that my friends hosted. It's something that I didn't even know I missed so much, but just seeing people's smiling faces, like hearing people laugh together in a group and just coming together to celebrate, it just felt really special. Yeah, you could feel the love through the screen. My friend Sophia organized a meal train. Um, it was so nice to just have like two weekly meals coming like just the thoughtfulness of people sending food and not having to worry about it. And just also, I just got really excited about food coming to my house. Yes. Like, oh, what's it going to be? Um, so it, it was really nice to look forward to um, because recovering and postpartum were not fun for me. Um, and it was just nice to have one less worry. Yeah. Uh, and to just feel like you, you have support. <laughs> Yeah, a physical representation of that long distance love. Yeah, I really wanted to send you something and the a lot of the places were flagging my credit card or location, but Olive Garden came through, man. I was so happy when I got to load up that cart and it went through. It was like <laughs> celebration. With pasta, yes, and breadsticks. Awesome. Yeah, I was low-key jealous that I couldn't send Olive Garden to myself as well. <laughs> this sounds really good. It would have been horrific, like just the shipping delays. <laughs> and I'm not even quite sure they would even package it properly. But by the time it got to you, it would have been an atrocity. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to imagine what, what, what would have been delivered. Um, I, I definitely think... Um, it's, it's been a challenge of doing friend check-ins and even just working with different time zones. I mean, we've been in this long distance friendship for about a year, almost a year now. And I still ask you what time it is there. It's just, it's probably, it's, it is probably baffling to you. Like how no. I just can't learn time zones, but <laughs> I mean, um, I do send Nicole texts around the clock just in case, you know, I want to, I want to make sure she feels loved all day. I do. And, and it's, it's because it's, I don't know what time it is. <laughs> it's always nice to wake up to text. I'm five hours ahead for the record. Um, Write that down. <laughs> I have one of my dad's watches here and it's been four years since my dad passed away, but the, the watch is still working. 
and I looked at it and it was five hours behind and I was so confused and I thought that it had stopped at some point and then started up again. And then I realized it was just still set on East Coast time, which made a lot of sense. And it in fact had not stopped. And now it's really nice because I have it hanging up so I can remember. Yeah, it's it's been quite a weird time to move to a new country. Um, I would not recommend moving two weeks before a pandemic for a few reasons, but it has been a really awesome opportunity to kind of re-solidify some friendships that maybe had not been my regular friends who I was seeing every day and also just strengthen and deepen uh, friendships that I was used to talking with people every day. And now it's just the added challenge of the the time zone and then not being able to have in-person visits. Like I, I've got one friend who we've done a bunch of walking talks, um, which has been good because when I was having a hard time just with seasonal depression and not feeling like going outside because it's raining and it's dark, I had this motivation to go for a walk and have a, a phone call, um, which was good. And especially care packages. I didn't think that my love language was gift giving, but there is something that feels so, so loving about getting a physical box in the mail and then knowing the intention and the time that went into putting that together. I've gotten some pretty epic care packages from you, Brandy, especially with my arts and crafts corner, which has been great for my now four months of quarantine. Trader Joe's snacks. I think Trader Joe's is the thing that I kept coming back to that I missed the most. But um, between my sister and Brandy, I've had a, and Mandy, my friend Mandy as well, I've had a supply of Trader Joe's snacks pretty much from the month that I moved here. And that, um, that's a gift that I did not expect, but I've, I felt very, very grateful for. And yeah, I've, I mean, reflecting on this, I have felt weirdly guilty about receiving so much like I think I get a lot of joy out of showing up for people and supporting them and I feel like it's felt unbalanced to me this year but I've also realized that that's kind of the cycle the cyclical donut of friendships is that there are times when you lean on friends and there are times when other friends need more support and um I think I just feel like we all need a lot of support right now and for various reasons I agree with you that sometimes that while friendships are mutual, um, sometimes one person is able to carry someone while they're having a hard time and vice versa. And that's just the cool part about a friendship is that when you're having a tough time, someone will show up and you're able to return the favor in their time of need. Well, let's get into talking about some expectation versus reality with with friendships. When I was growing up, the adult friendships that were modeled for me were mostly functioning based on proximity. So my parents were friends with our neighbors and then their close friends were the same people who they went to high school with because they all still lived in that same town. And that was true of my grandparents too. So I guess I imagined that I would probably stay in that town and the friends elementary middle high school um, would continue to be my friends forever but that hasn't been the case for me mostly because I've moved so much I grew up in Virginia and I've lived in Florida and DC and North Carolina 
and now Ireland with my partner. And I think it's been really cool and healthy for our relationship. We've relied on each other and we've grown together, but it's been a challenge for me to not only maintain long distance friendships, but also to go through that process of starting over and starting from scratch and making new friends with each of those moves. I was thinking, I mean, I myself kind of had to find that balance in the beginning when I first got married, the different types of community support that I needed at the time and really appreciating um, female friendships that I had in my life. And it's nice to maintain those and keep your own independence and identity. I think it is really important to have friendships outside of your partnership to say that you share the exact same interests with your partner um, would be very surprising in fact my my husband and I are, are complete opposites and I think that's um, where we find beauty in our relationship because um, he certainly is a lot more grounding and centering and I would describe myself as a lot more outgoing and a lot more willing to say yes and sign us up for an adventure without, you know, a second thought. I will say that some of the best vacations in adult life have been girls trips. I think I probably operate at a different pace. I have some great friends that are very easy to travel with and I think about to our Disney trip. <laughs> where we, we ran a half marathon. It's one of those, like it started with an idea and then bought race tickets and then we were actually running a half marathon. Yeah, I, I think that is something that is very cool about our friendship. And we talked about this a little bit in episode one about that like, yes, and how we just, mm-hmm. like an idea can happen and it just grows really fast. Kind of like this podcast. We kind of yes. had the idea for the podcast Amazon primed a microphone and we're recording the next day. Like it was really swift. I never, I wasn't a runner. I ran track in middle school, but not really since then. And when you asked me to run a half marathon, I just said, yes. Like I didn't really hesitate. And it was such a cool thing to go through to, to train for that and actually do it was incredibly empowering. And I think, I think I knew that I could do it because of our history of saying we were going to do something. And then, yeah, we did. I did bribe Nicole with the experience of Disney. I knew that she loved Disney. So I just thought I would sweeten the deal of saying like, hey, we actually get our own personal tour and unique experience walking, running around Disney at our own pace. (laughs) So what's not to love? Disney Disney was a big poll because now that I'm thinking about this I do have other friends who have tried to get me to run half marathons in the past (laughs) and I declined mostly because of the location like running a half marathon at an altitude that I'm not comfortable walking in not a good idea the only reward being like running through mud no, not for me. Disney added a little bit of magic. So I thought it was acceptable. Plus, I mean, I'm sure I got teary eyed multiple times through the race. I don't know whether it's out of sheer exhaustion or elation. A recurring theme I kept telling everyone is that the magic 
only carries you to about mile six. And mm. then like after that, it's just your sheer will to live or not get picked up by a bus, whichever. But I remember fireworks going off at the very beginning of the race and I was teary eyed. And then halfway through the race, I turned the corner and there's this huge line of drums playing. And I also get teary eyed. I'm like, what is going on? I'm just like constantly on the verge of crying. Same thing happened at the finish line, probably because I was tired. Um, but <laughs> I paid enough for a medal. I was going to finish that. Yeah. It was just, it was one of those complete like elation, fulfilling life experiences. Um, I'm in a LGBTQ group chat here in Ireland that never stops talking. A question we keep coming back to is like asking, is this enough? Like with, with life, like, are you fulfilled enough with this, with this in your life? And if not, what is missing and you deserve it, go get it. But I think like I could have easily gone my whole life without running a half marathon. It's not an experience that I imagined I needed, but I think about it all the time. Yeah. I'm really, really glad that I got to do that. When I think about certain experiences that I've really loved, I love that I also got to do them with friends. Yes. And I think that's what makes it even more magical is that I had that person cheering me on. It's those experiences more than stuff, more than accomplishments. It's memories that you make with people. Like That's truly what we are, are these stories that we tell yeah um, and passed down and um I will also say that Sean is actually enjoys running and is much more a natural athlete he's also six two and I'm five one so yeah my running pace is more a walking pace to him which I find a little insulting that sometimes I'll be running and he's walking because <laughs> of the differences in stride <laughs> I think um, kind of a funny testament for him just to be able to hang with me during a half marathon because of the differences in our pace. Because truthfully, he could have been done in eating breakfast long before we finished. Yeah, that snack box at the end was the the best part. I, Absolutely. Oh, man. I was so delighted to get that. The choir singing to you at the very end mm. as she rounded the corner and they sprinkle glitter on you and hand you a beautiful metal and mickey and minnie were there waving to you it's cool it was cool i would do it again i think in adulthood i i have a deeper appreciation for friendship i think when i was younger i did have some really amazing friends like i was just limited to how i could meet friends as a child and in in younger years but i think i'm a lot bolder with being able to strike up conversations with people outside of my comfort zone. And I have a deeper appreciation for getting to know other people's stories. You never know what you're missing out of because you don't give people a chance. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that I think I imagined that whatever friends I had we would live fairly parallel lives. So I thought we would all like get married around the same time, have kids around the same time, and just kind of go through these experiences and milestones together. But I know for me, like one thing that felt like it really just knocked me off of any 
access or timeline was losing my dad really suddenly and unexpectedly and not having really any friends who had been through that experience at the time. And it was really hard because I felt this big shift between my ability to relate and get that relation back. I think it was incredible for me to see friends show up and anticipate something that I might need. And then eventually I did connect with a grief group and I met other people who had this, this lived experience. Sometimes all you need in a friend is someone who can listen, but there is something that is extremely helpful of finding people who have those shared lived experiences and who have made it out to the other side. Um, but but really having those reinforcements that show like the nature of human resiliency and how to heal and how to overcome, like it's, it's helpful to have something to help you get through those harder times. Yeah. And, and I, I think I like, I try to be really empathetic and put myself in other people's shoes. And like, I have a lot of friends now who have had kids and and I like, I feel like I know enough about that experience that I can understand and relate. But honestly, I know that I, I can't, I think the intention is a big part of it, but then having that lived shared experience, I know, um, is another component. Now it's true. I, I think you do an amazing job with having empathy and listening. It's hard because sometimes you find those groups like exclusive in a sense of like, oh, you, you haven't had this shared experience. So you have no idea like what I'm going through, but um, I don't think it's a reason to shut out someone because they can't completely relate on an experience level. Um, but it is nice to, I guess, have a variety of friends um, that yeah. share different experiences. And I think that's um, like, I'll, I'll still text certain friends about a new song I find. And then I'll text another friend about a book I'm reading. And um, that's just the beauty of friendship and really just finding a diverse group of friends. <laughs> I wanted to ask you when um, you talk about having like these different friends, do you think that most of your close friends know each other or not? Is that- That's interesting. I, I, I think they know of each other. Yeah. Um, I would say most of my college friends know each other because at one point in time, back in pre-COVID times, we actually had get-togethers. But I think the further we got away from college, it was much harder. It was only like special occasions like a wedding or some type of big reunion that would mm-hmm. actually get those types of people together. Um, So I think most of my friends know of each other, um, but probably haven't met. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was just, I just had this really interesting visual when you said that, because going back to expectations versus reality, I think I imagined that I would have this kind of donut circle of friends and it was going to be a circle of friends and everybody knew everybody's business and everybody was friends with each other but what I have at least at this point in my life the people who I continue to talk to like on a daily or weekly basis are really hand-picked friends they're from different cities I maybe met them through my grief group or through work or now I'm a part of a couple of different queer communities 
but nobody knows each other. I mean, a few people know each other, but I feel like most of my friends know of my other friends. And when you said that, I just had this really interesting visual of like me having these like spokes on a wheel to all of my individual friends. And then like you are one of them. And then you have this other spoke of friends and there really is a web of network, but it's different. That's what makes adult friendships so hard. I think when we're young, because of proximity, we're able to keep those little friendship bracelets and just meet at the playground every day, um, invite the same people to your pizza birthday party every year. Whereas like, (laughs) I don't know if anyone would show up to my birthday party (laughs) if I invited them. Sometimes it'll just be a birthday party of me eating pizza on my couch with my family. And that's okay too, because it is really easy to get caught up in your day-to-day busy life of work and your family and just taking care of yourself. And then that outer ring of the donut, the icing on top (laughs) is really maintaining those friendships. And you definitely need to take extra effort to add those sprinkles in your life. Did I make the visual of like yourself and then your family and then the sprinkles, our friend sprinkles? I, I liked it. Yeah. Or we well, donuts. I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, like, because we actually talked about friends being like the circle around you. And then I called them sprinkles, which sounds actually a lot more flaky. <laughs> I was thinking when you mentioned birthday, like I love my birthday and I wanted to do something to celebrate this year. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll do a Zoom party because that's the only option. But then I realized the people who I wanted to invite mostly don't know each other. And the only thing, I mean, I could find threads like, oh, these people are both from Michigan and these people both have dogs, but there isn't like a existing friendship. So instead of subjecting people who are busy with busy lives to another Zoom meeting, I just did um, some Instagram stories. To entertain myself. Um, it was like a QA. It's for fun. I'm glad you think so. I appreciate it that people watch them, but I think I will look back in a few years and realize how lonely I was feeling and how like this was my entertainment of the week was to answer some questions about myself. <laughs> or like do a silly dance or attempt to play the guitar just like this desperate need for attention from my donut circle yes like not having those social interactions really affect your happiness it is <laughs> your your one comment though about inviting friends to a zoom date that when you do realize that not all of your friends know each other like how awkward is this going to be and <laughs> finding common grounds. I know everyone has caught themselves of introducing someone to a new friend and you're like, Hey, this is so-and-so they have a dog. You have a dog. You know, <laughs> you make those weird, awkward ties and it is so uncomfortable and they're forced to stand there. And then they have to ask about the other person's dog because that's how you set it up, but it's going to be fine because <laughs> I, I provided food. I'm just thinking of how many times I have done that exact thing. Like, let me give you a topic of conversation. You may not know this, but both of your brothers went to Virginia Tech. <laughs> Hours of conversation, go. Like, I, I will say, though, um, your birthday where you did the American Ninja Warrior event, um, there were a lot of people I did not know at your birthday, but it was very helpful to 
have your own personal challenge to focus on of going through an obstacle course. I rented a children's inflatable obstacle course, two rooms, one glows in the dark, and they had never hosted an adult birthday party, but I called them explaining my vision and they were excited about it. Share an experience that shows you're out of shape without actually saying you're out of shape and running through an inflatable obstacle course. Actually, I really found that the first time I ever took Grace to a trampoline park, you get an hour time slot. After jumping for five minutes, I realized I'm like, why, why do I need an hour? Like I am out of breath. Like I had to like lean over and I was like, Sean, no, you, you go, you save our child, make sure she doesn't fall or get hurt. Like I'll just be over here recovering. <laughs> you start off with adrenaline. It is very oh, fatiguing. So and different. Like- I will also say kids don't have fear and adults, I think, consider the consequences of falling down. It's just a lot different as an mm-hmm. adult versus a kid. It's It meant so much to me that you and everyone came. I had so much nervous anxiety the night before that party because, I mean, I had friends coming from work in D.C., from college, from high school, just a variety of people who meant something to me, but did not know each other. And I just started thinking, I'm like, everyone's going to cancel. My birthday is like right before Christmas too. So everybody had other stuff going on. And I just, I had a nightmare that I was going to show up and no one was going to be there. And it was just going to be me and this facility that I had rented out. And I remember when I got out of the car and I saw that people were there because I was late to my own party as usual. Um, Just the relief that I felt. Friendship gets complicated as we get older and Mm -hmm. um, in part by busy schedules, life, marriage, children, jobs. Those are all things that interfere with being able to maintain successful friendships. But looking past all of that, Um, There are still ways to nurture friendships in our busy lives, and there's value in doing so. And it's important to take time, whether it's something small like sending a meme or a funny joke or a song um, versus being able to actually schedule a visit with someone and have that coffee date. Don't forget about your friends. Yeah. I'm picturing a donut and that donut represents your, your friendships, your family, your partner, your commitments, and you want to evenly dunk that donut into your coffee. And if you neglect the friends, then the icing's going to come off in your hand, which is just sad. There is something tragic about dunking a donut in coffee and you leave it in too long and mm-hmm. then it just gets soggy and next thing you know, you have to use a spoon to scoop it out. It, that doesn't relate to friendship, but that is tragic. We were talking about <laughs> how we prioritize friendships now and what that looks like. So I know one thing I wanted to say is like, in my ideal world, I wish that I could move all of my friends to the same city. Like I know for me, even though it is worth it to nurture these long distance relationships and there is value in them. And I, I like that I have the technology that lets me to connect with those friends. Ideally we would all be in the same place and I would want to have deep frequent communications over 
donut walls and other shared drinks and meals. I mean, it's one thing that was truly magical for me when I was living in Winston was that I had friends who I could go over and visit and we could go eat dinner or see a movie or just stay home. And I, I just, I loved that comfortable level of friendship. Um, since that's not possible right now though, because I fled the country immediately before the pandemic and now I can't go back. I've been working on expanding this idea of like, what is my ideal and how can I get the closest possible to that with these limitations? And I've realized that's been different for different friends. So I think initially when I was like, oh, I want to have Zoom regular check-ins, that doesn't work for everyone, especially people who are already in eight hours of Zoom meetings a day. But for some people that's been having a regular phone chat. For some people it's writing handwritten letters, which is such a nice way to kind of just focus on this one friend and ask the questions I've wanted to ask or share the experiences I've wanted to, um, whether that's email or pen to paper, that's been really helpful, but I'm still kind of figuring it out because it's not ideal. And for me, at least, like, I don't see an ideal scenario happening for a while since I'm not allowed to touch the people I've met here. So that's where I am. I miss hugs. Mm -hmm. And I think in ideal worlds, pre COVID times, I agree. I loved having, and I miss having access to friends, um, with so many remote and long distance friendships. Sometimes you just want like our old coffee dates back at Panera. Um, I miss Panera. Broccoli cheddar soup, or is <laughs> it sounded so? <laughs> I like casually mentioned that I missed the um, honey walnut cream cheese cinnamon crunch Ooh. bagel. Just like said this in passing, and I have thought about it every day for the past two weeks. I really need to just attempt to make this myself. I did have that recently. Don't tell me. I don't want to okay. know. <laughs> That was before I gave up dairy, so now I can't have it either. If it makes you feel better. No, um, it, it, it doesn't. And, like, I want other people to be happy. <laughs> I want other people to be able to go to Panera. I just – I realize what a comfort, like, familiar yes. food is. And I've always had a Panera everywhere I've lived. And we do have Starbucks, but not in my 5K. So there's nothing familiar. Yeah. I miss having access to to friends and just being able to call someone up and say like, hey, let's go grab a coffee. It's different when you have to call someone up on Zoom and talk about how you would normally get a coffee, but you really can't right now. So. <laughs> or bring your own coffee to the Zoom date. It's a lot different. Yeah, I, I yeah. really was missing happy hours. And I, I've gone to multiple quote unquote boozy zooms here, but with people I don't know, like strangers, I come in here with my glass of wine and I talk to people I don't even know for like three hours. And Brett's just like, I would never do this. <laughs> That's how starved for connection I, I have been, but it's been nice. Cause I get to meet people with Irish accents. I think that's, you sent me videos of people dancing to Taylor Swift in a club <laughs> in New Zealand. And I really wanted to do that. And 
I am clinging to those past memories and good times, which seem like decades ago. And I am hopeful that one day we'll be able to do that again, because I like to remind myself that it's been a very, very long year. Even though it's been long, it's still temporary and a season in our life. And hopefully we will be able to have the biggest event when this is over and I hope when I actually get to see my friends again my goal is to celebrate the holidays and birthdays we miss together and just like random catch-all events so Brandy and I planned a 2012 end of the world party to just hit on every holiday just in case this was the last year and I think we should do that again yeah I, I like those theme parties and events that seem really silly We need those silly events again. We've all been through some hard and serious times this past year. So let's make goals to be more silly when we're actually able to reconnect in person. Those are some good goals to cling to. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why the Taylor Swift New Zealand dance party video that I've now watched 15 times. (laughs) I think the reason it really hit me is because seeing a group of people getting to sing together it just showed me how it's been so different like usually when taylor swift releases music i i can sing it with a friend and i haven't i'm not asking you i don't want to do that right now but it's not that type of podcast (laughs) (laughs) so i i think just thinking about so many people having different kinds of struggles or challenges right now um ways that that can strain a relationship. I find it very helpful before I have something that I want to vent about to ask like, Hey, do you have the mental space for this right now? And I think particularly with the time zone where maybe I'm winding down in the evening and having a hard time with something that in the grand scheme of things is not that big of a deal. Um, sending a text to someone who's in the middle of a work meeting while also trying to care for a toddler, like, not not ideal so it's helpful to to, so they can say actually no I don't right now but do you and I have a phone date next Tuesday I'm not working on Tuesday something like that um I found to be helpful right and truly just the extra difficulty of time zones um not only is there actually just people's busy schedules but people are actually asleep (laughs) when you want to talk to them. The expectation management, not just setting other people's expectations, but your own for what's realistic and what is feasible right now. Yeah. And I I loved what you talked about those, those little check-ins of just sharing like a recipe or a TikTok or a meme and just being able to remind someone that you're thinking about them and you want to share something that's going to going to lift them up and bring them some joy. Even if you don't have time, it's really nice to have those quick check-ins. I I find them to be really meaningful. Right. I agree. And I think it's important to be honest, certainly like don't say yes, if you can't. And if you are feeling overwhelmed right now, it's okay to create space for yourself and take time for peace and quiet to kind of recenter yourself before you can take on added things. Even if you can only do little things of, of just being able to respond to a text, like 
that that can be enough until yes until you, you you feel like you're able to do more and that's okay too yeah while I might miss some of my friends and miss being able to talk with them I would much rather know that they are taking care of themselves and being in a as healthy safe place as possible um than coming to my imaginary happy hour which I'm going to stop mentioning <laughs> I think at the beginning of the pandemic, we were all trying to find these creative ways to stay in touch. And now that we are a year later, (laughs) we definitely have mellowed out in our expectations of how we were able to communicate. Yes, I teared up watching this one video of what what's going through my mind when I am getting the vaccine and it's just like flashes of group gatherings of people hugging and making memories together and everyone is at that level right now of we miss our families we miss our friends we just miss really simple times of just being able to see each other face to face we will get there I know we can, we will circle back in a donut fashion to um, Amanda's quote, we will emerge victorious. I have full confidence that we will. (laughs) It would be funny if it was like story time and then you had like this like little jingle. Story time. Story time. That's it. This week we just asked a few questions on our Instagram, which is the snack time Praj, P-R-O-J. It's been like five years. The Instagram is old. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we are on Instagram. It is the snack time Praj. As if you started to say project and then you just stop when you get to the letter J. So, like your your cell phone battery dies and yes. that's it. You hit enter and that was it and no one could change it. Hashtag the snack time project. But yeah, we, we posed a few questions. The first was, what do you find challenging about adult friendships? Someone responded, finding time to have meaningful interactions. Mm. That's true. I think um, a neighbor or a coworker you often find yourself having pretty surface level conversations, asking about the weather, the broad statement of like, how's your day? Oftentimes you don't go any deeper, whether you don't have the energy or the time. Sometimes you're just fine with it and you move on. (laughs) Because it is work. Like I think I, as much as I enjoy catching up with a friend, the effort of like making the call, um, mm-hmm. sometimes it, yeah, it just, it feels like more energy than you have left in the donut. That makes sense. <laughs> now the donut is like a ticking wheel of battery energy level. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was completely fine with just texting people. And then I realized there's a lot of things lost in text Um, with tone, emojis, and Mm. just certainly um, punctuation can change the tone of your text. Autocorrect. Autocorrect has sabotaged me so many times. 
and I let it go. Like I see that a word is misspelled and I just hit send and I just let it fly and see what happens. Um, and that's on me for just taking that risk. Just, um, and it oftentimes like pre COVID times is when I was commuting to work, I would call someone on my, my commute home and I don't drive anywhere now. So I don't actually get those phone calls now. It looks like scheduling phone dates and Zoom calls versus I had that space in my my day-to-day. Yeah, and I, I think that's such an extrovert thing to do. You and I are both extroverts, and I also would call people just, you know, I'm in the car, especially when I lived like four or five hours from home home. Um, I remember I had a, a guy friend who I would call often on those trips and he would call me and then we didn't talk to each other for a couple of years. And I just called him one time and he answered the phone. Like, are you okay? Is everything okay? (laughs) Because we were so out of the practice. I'm like, I'm just in my car calling you like I did in 2014. It's true though. I think people are so reliant on texting. I I actually just wanted to talk to you. We only got a couple of responses to that. And they were along the same lines, like prioritizing time to hang out. Um, when you have a busy schedule is, is a challenge, which I think we've, we've talked about that. So question number two for story time was, do you have a best friend? And if so, what is that relationship like? This one, um, one person said, I don't like to limit myself to just one. I have a lot of people I'm close with and could call in a crisis and a few who have seen me at my worst. Yeah, I um I know that person. She does have a lot of friends. <laughs> That's all the commentary we should leave. <laughs> no, I mean I, I think I'm still trying to get this together. The friendship network concept, how like I do think it's very helpful to have a variety of friends that you can lean on for different reasons at different times. I also think that when you have a more interconnected network, like when I belonged to a, um, it's a church, but it's not a church. I forget what they call it. I don't know. But in any kind of like network like that, it is really helpful when one person is in crisis for a group of people to be able to assemble and take care of them. If we go back to the donut visualization and we talk about the different varieties and flavors and those truly like decadent donuts where it starts out as a plain glazed donut and then you add the icing and then you add sprinkles and the amazing crumble topping our friendship network is like an accumulation over time of people that we gather with us and kind of pull with us through life we accumulate like so many different varieties and toppings, which represent different shared experiences and common bonds. And that's what's amazing is that some friendships we can look back that pulled us through a certain time in our life. These friends were with us through a specific event and those memories and moments never go away, but they build not only your friendship, but yourself as a person, because they were important. Some of my work BFS really came from just liking to go get ramen soup with me. And that meant a lot. (laughs) 
that I just had someone that I knew was there that if I wanted ramen, they were down to go get ramen. And that immediately puts you in a friend category. Yeah, it sounds like a good, good friend to me. Um, someone else said, yes, I have a best friend and she's amazing. Our relationship is comfortable, easy, and fun. I think that's important. The word comfort. Some friendships are just, they feel a lot more seamless, um, even with the divide of time and distance, um, you're able to pick back up where you left off that feeling of like, it just feels natural. I think ideally, yes, a best friend is natural, comfortable, easy. And I'm thinking of how many times I have called someone a best friend because I aspire to be close to them, but I'm still at that stage where I'm trying to like impress them it's because we like to collect friends when you meet someone that you're you're just inspired and impressed by and what you said about wanting to impress them just know that um, they are a quality person that you want to keep in your life and I think that's where we come on a little bit strong of like (laughs) this person needs to be my best friend Yeah, yeah it's it's like a that trial period. <laughs> the last question was, what does friendship look like in the time of COVID? Uh, the response we got was carefully planned and calculated risk and keeping my circle small. I definitely think that COVID has given us the opportunity to slow down, reprioritize and find a slower rhythm. You know, let's Take advantage of these slower moments and reach out to friends, lean on those friendships to help heal and feel a sense of connection. And now it's time for our snack time challenge. Among other things, we believe that simple acts of snack-themed kindness can ignite hope, spread love, and foster friendships. With this in mind, at the end of each episode, we're offering a challenge that you can focus on for the week. Last week, we challenged you to thank a friend, family member, or colleague. I sent a thank you note to a community leader here in Dublin who does a weekly free workout program. And it's it's really been challenging during the pandemic because we are not even allowed to meet outside in small groups right now here in Dublin, but he has continued to offer this workout through Zoom. And it's it's just been a really nice way to connect with people. It's, it's been the highlight of my week and I know for other people too. We want to say thanks to my niece for recording our amazing snack time shanty that Nicole wrote, making something that started as a joke. And then we're like, hey, this actually sounds kind of cool. She really brought our theme song to life. Forever grateful for her voice and her talents. She did an incredible <laughs> job. Like I should play you the original voice memo that I sent to Brandy with my concept for the song. It's bad. This week's challenge is to leave a review. If there's a restaurant or small business that you've relied on recently, take five minutes to write them a thoughtful review. This could be especially helpful with small businesses that may be struggling right now. So that's our episode. This month, in keeping with the theme of love and friendship and in honor of Galentine's Day, trademark Leslie Nope, our next episode is going to be about healthy friendships versus toxic friend groups. Thanks for listening. We're so glad you're here. Every week, we'll be creating a safe space to come together. Join us. We didn't know what snack time was when it started, 
but we knew it was a sacred ritual and we knew we were showing up for each other. That first invitation turned into long lasting friendships and chain reactions. We will keep moving forward, observing the world around us and holding on to hope. Friends in our cohort said that snack time was the break they didn't know they needed. Maybe this was the podcast you didn't know you needed. Until next time, peace, love, and snacks. Sorry, can you hear that? Mm -hmm. It sounds like a whistling. Yeah. It's our water system. Brett probably like washed an apple. Did you hear that ding? No. Okay, good. (laughs) You can hear the whistling, can't you? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's louder. (laughs) Sounds like a tea kettle. It's not. (laughs) So... (laughs) 